Hello, over the lap. <laughs> I can't wish you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Expansion Pass here on Boss Rush Network. I'm your host, the Latin Insider Enemy. And joining me is the one, the only boss man himself, Mr. Corey Deary. Hello, good sir. <laughs> Hello, it's good to be here. <laughs> We are really giddy tonight, trying to stay up and have energy. Oh my um, gosh, I got it. Why? Why do we do this to ourselves, Ed? I think it's because we love to have fun and we'll never get to talk. Yes, we- but why can't we have fun, like, during normal times of the day? Uh, I I really don't know. I literally just don't know. Uh, I wish we could do... I wish we could. So... Side tangent, everybody, before we get into the show. Side tangent. Um, the, the first side tangent of the show. Um, there are times there are times that me and Corey record during the day. Uh, whether we're on vacation or, like, we just have, by happenstance, we're off or doing something early in the day that we are able to record. Um the the last time we did something even with the expression pass was that I think that direct and then we was talking about uh uh we did expression pass about Xenoblade um and how that could uh lead it to what the next breath of the wild may be and stuff and it was just like a good time having that recording during the day and everything yeah it was fun I wish my wife and kids would leave more. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, That's mean. Uh, so uh, it's 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 been. I think when we have one of those moments and everything, it kind of makes recording fun. Yes, we do record late at night because uh, it's kind of like our most available time. Uh, but yeah, like I think day recording is really fun sometimes. I think I think it when it's stuff happening and you're in the moment you have more to talk about and you just you're you're on a high and you're excited to talk about it and everything mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i mean i'm always excited to talk about stuff but you know i'm just man i really wish we could record during the day that's all that's yeah. just because like i mean monday night we record a long show right mm-hmm Wednesdays I record two shows. Thursdays I record two shows, and it's all it all happens after like eight thirty, right? Because that's yes. hopefully by the time my kids are in bed. But you know, it's just man, I just want to like, <laughs> boy, I it's it. There's some long nights in there. I gotta tell you, like tonight we'll probably be up to like one o'clock. <laughs> uh, you know, but. You know, because there's spoilers or behind the scenes, I guess, not really spoilers, but Thursday nights I record my Destiny podcast and then I, Ed and I go right into this and we started at 11. Well, I called you at 1030 and we BSed and then, you know, if we started on time, maybe, (laughs) Uh, but we never do that. So, yes. Um, Especially, I think, especially when we don't hear from each other throughout the day or throughout the week, Mm -hmm. because... Uh, I can't say there has been some times where we haven't talked to each other at all, like weekends and yeah. But you you're usually working or I'm doing something with the kids. It's not like we 
don't mean to. Yeah. I try to get a high in there once in a while or a saying a gif, you know. <laughs> right. I'm not and not trying to text you to be like hi and everything. And even when Or I'll text you when I'm really upset and say I quit. I'm quitting everything. Or I know there's there definitely have been times where I feel like I have upset at you or I, I did something and I apologize and I, I do say sorry and like I I really I know personally for me sometimes I definitely feel bad when I if I feel like I did something to you and I don't hear from you. I'm just like I just wanna let you know that I love you and I'm sorry for anything. Ed you uh, you know if you ever did anything super serious I would tell you. Yeah, so you can stop. I, yeah. I what did this become a therapy session? <laughs> uh, I'm Ed's therapist now, everybody. I don't know if you. <laughs> I I mean, can you actually think? Actually, like if I had to tell things about me, and you was my therapist, or you was the person that had advice to give. To me, that would be that I would be shocked. Yeah. Uh. No thanks. <laughs> I like I, I like the way things are. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm where I'm the therapist, or I. Uh, just, I'm the supporter. I should say. You know, it's just uh, I like where it's at. I like uh, I like where, you know, I just. I don't know. I like our friendship. I I don't need to be a therapist. I'm not good at it. I would not want to do it, especially mm-hmm. for friends. Like, I mean, I'm I'm all about like listening and being, you know, being there for friends. But like, in a therapist type role, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That be that be too heavy. Yeah. So. Expansion uh, but, pass, everybody. <laughs> yes, uh, but Corey, we got before we get into the topic because we got a really good topic. It, it's going to be a familiar one, everybody, but just roll with us on this one. Um, we got some oh, Patreon you mean Zelda again. Yeah, but I think I think we're actually going to. So no, the... I have a theory. So I'll do the, I'll do the patrons real quick, and yes. then I have a theory that I want to get off my chest. Okay. Because I've been hearing a lot of rumblings and not just about the direct that's coming up, which by the way, my the theoretical hypothetical direct that doesn't exist may have been delayed because the Queen of England died today. So uh I guess that, dis- that's gonna put this episode discuss. in a nice we just timed our little bubble <laughs> here. Right. Look, we we will discuss. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. But uh, you know, sad day for you know the the country of England, and I know she meant a lot to a lot of people, and it's really sad. And I I'm glad that you know people are taking it kind of seriously because it kind of feels like yeah. as different as everybody is in this world, and how it feels like one side hates another. I feel like the Queen of England was like something everybody could get behind. You know, like yes, oh figure, uh, so. You know, did you know she started out as a mechanic? Did you know that she was a mechanic and a driver in World War II? Oh no, uh-uh. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh anyways, uh 
Patreon. Patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network if you want to support Expansion Pass and a variety of other shows on the platform. Uh, it's a subscription service where you can support your favorite creators monthly for a small amount of money. And for in return, you get some perks. Our $1 tier is our early access tier. Where for just a dollar a month, you get early access to five shows. Uh, we added Talk the Walk to that uh, list of shows that you get early. So very excited that that's back. I know a lot of people are excited to have that back. So, uh, But at the $5 tier, you can become a Patreon producer. What does that mean? It means you get your name shouted out on this podcast as well as others. So without further ado... Our Patreon producers for this episode of Nintendo Power Block Expansion Pass are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons, and I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. We just, uh, you know, want to give you a little, little extra, so... Uh yeah, that's our those are our patrons. If you listen on Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five star rating and review. Uh, if you have Apple Music, uh, or not Apple Music, uh, <laughs> Amazon Music, you will soon be able to hear Nintendo Power Block on that platform as well. Although I don't know how many people listen to podcasts on Amazon Music, but some people might. Yeah, speaking of Apple, uh, I didn't <laughs> even know they had a bit. Yeah, it was like, to reveal the new phones. I was hoping they were going to reveal the new laptops, but they did not. Uh, although my boss at work says that the new chipsets are being pushed and that it might not be worth waiting. So, ooh, okay. Uh, he said that they they are an upgrade, but they're not worth waiting for. It's one of those type of things, those. you know. I I I'm interested. I kind of want a Surface tablet. Or a Surface uh, computer, but I don't know. Like the last one looked very interesting, but I don't know if like I should go forward with that. I know they one of the guys at Best Buy was uh, one of the Dell representatives was talking about Dell has gotten better with their with their chip, but I'm like, Dell is still like iffy with me. Mm. Yeah, know? I mean. You're asking the wrong person because I only use Apple products except for when we record these podcasts because OBS is easier to operate on Windows. Mm. But I just boot my desktop into boot camp. And hopefully with a new laptop, I can just leave this. I can leave this uh, computer in Windows mode and just use my laptop as everything else. So. Well, I, I I got uh HP, so um but I'm thinking of like kind of up to me oh, it, to me it just like names of computers don't really mean anything to me cuz ev- to me everybody just builds their own at this point, you know. Right. But not and I think I don't know. I think for some reason I trust Microsoft in a sense in a way. Um because I feel like Apple's too ex- Apple is too expensive for me. Yeah, for- the thing though, like for me, like 
I know Apple's really expensive and it's probably way more expensive than it needs to be. Mm. But my laptop, aside from the battery and my hard drive being full, <laughs> uh, my laptop has lasted me nine years. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, are you going to pay a thousand dollars for a computer you're going to replace in three or four years? Or are you going to, you know, pay, you know, I, I looked into replacing the battery in this computer and like just using it still. But by the time I paid for the battery and service and it's like almost halfway to another computer at this point. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, so. and, and definitely with, with you being a producer and a creative and like with all the recording and stuff, because I, I definitely want to be able to at least be up to date. Like actually get something for, I may look into twenty three about like if they do like a new Surface tablet or a Surface computer or something, um, to have something that I could be able to stream or like do OBS and all of that stuff, you know. Uh, like I want to have that stuff up to date. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm also. I think I'm also gonna get an get an iPad at some point to just you know have show notes and like i can have stuff processing and editing while we're recording and then i can use my ipad as like a note taker uh but that's all like in the distant future you know so like i (laughs) man i was really expecting these laptops to be ready to go but they are just not ready i i hear you well, I think that's an. I think, I think that's that's some good tech stuff that we probably need to research and think about just for the future. Because I, I mean, think... I don't need to research it. I I've done all the research over the years, and I just look. Here's the thing. Let me tell you, I've had two two Windows based PCs built for me, and they both died within a year. Yeah. So. You know, and I spent a lot of money on them uh, oh, to the point where, like, I could have just gotten an updated Mac and been fine. Right. Like, I put a lot of money into those things and had people who, you know, supposedly build computers for a living or do it f- for people. And, you know, <laughs> it both died within a year. I, I rather just buy it from the store. I have it. I have I have one of them still in the basement, and it's just that I'm still really salty about that. And that was like three or four years ago. So was the last one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just be And that didn't include monitors, <laughs> which also made me mad. Like when I like when you ask someone, apparently, apparently, when you ask someone to build you a PC and you give them a budget that does not include monitors, a power plug, or uh, a disk drive. All things which I needed. <laughs> so I went, I like doubled my budget. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. But I was also informed that I may or may not have gotten ripped off. So, oh. Well... Like like I said, I I rather just buy it from the store. I I think the research part, and we're gonna get into the Zelda talk, everybody. I'm sorry, uh, 
I, yeah, I think expansion it's just... pass. We're expanding everybody's <laughs> mind. Yeah, I I think for us as you know, just not just co-founders, but like us as creatives and podcasters and you know producers and stuff, like we kind of need to make sure that we have the right tech for us to be able to do those things to deliver the content and everything. Uh, because like I I would love to stream more Nintendo games and make and I think that's what definitely Nintendo needs to have in their next system. I I would I, I still to this day feel like Nintendo would do very well if they had their own stream service for their games. Or or just or just for their platform. I mean they kinda something. already do, right? I mean I don't I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm I don't want streaming. I just, I just don't, I, I try, like I have, so for those newer listeners, a couple of months ago, I got the backbone controller for my phone to stream, like play Xbox game pass games on my phone and destiny remotely and a couple other things, right? Like Mm -hmm. the only thing this works great on is Apple arcade, which I don't do much of, but I've actually been thinking about re-upping my subscription because it's only five bucks uh but you know when cloud gaming is so delayed like even even when i'm playing like i tried to play halo the other day yeah uh just because i hadn't played halo in a while i was like hey you know what i'm gonna run through the world and just you know shoot some stuff it was so bad it was so bad and i have fiber Mm. internet and i have a great you know, router and all this other stuff. Like, if I were internet, it's supposed to be like fast. It it is fast. It's fast on literally everything except for, you know, <laughs> this. Wow. So you know, I mean, it's it's fine. I I just cloud gaming is not where it needs to be, and I am not looking forward to that. Uh, so I mean. I mean, but the thing is, it's like I actually played cloud gaming on my Xbox, like through Game Pass. Like I played mm-hmm. some MLB The Show and some NBA 2K through cloud gaming because they were both on Game Pass. And it worked pretty good. Like it was pretty good. It's when you get to the phone and like my phone's not a 5G phone. So like that ha- has some things to do with it. Uh, but like I was hooked up to my my internet. And it was it was junk. Still lagging. So, you know. I wonder is Stadia the true I, cloud gaming service? I mean, I haven't played Stadia to know, but although I was thinking about it, like mm-hmm. I was, really, I thought about like when Stadia came out. And like Destiny was running at sixty frames a second on Stadia, I thought uh-huh. about it. I was like, I don't know, cloud gaming doesn't sound appealing, but also Destiny at sixty frames a second does. Oh, uh, that I, I swear, Series X feels so good. It feels literally just right. Oh, I know, I know. I I mean, it just it's the best. Yeah. Gosh, Destiny's so good. Everybody should play Destiny. I convinced Laurent to get Destiny. Did, I, did you? Did he? Did you see that? We was talk. We were talking about it on. Uh, oh, oh yeah, we were talking about it on Boss Rush last night. Yeah, that was so fun. I'm glad everybody yes. could come in. I'm glad Jesse came in too. 
Yes, everybody. When, uh, hopefully, by the time you see this, you will see um, our 150 episode of the Boss Rush podcast. It uh, should be. It'll be up. Let's see. It'll be up on Monday for free listeners. No, I don't know. It should be up soon. It'll be up yes. after. It'll be up after this goes up. If you're a patron, it's up in two days. If you are a free listener, it's up in a week. Yes. Also, we changed Boss Rush Podcast release day to Monday. I didn't mention that. I need to make a Patreon post about that because I think people are going to expect episode tomorrow and they're not getting one <laughs> uh, because it's coming out on Monday. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Yes. So, uh, are we doing? Hopefully... We're not doing very good at this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into this other discussion because, um, like you said, Corey, with the Nintendo Direct, there's a possibility of it being delayed, um, which may delay the Zelda news. So um, you said that you had a theory for something Zelda related. So I'm going to place this portion in your hand. Yeah, I actually I have a pretty... I mean, it's not going to be a theory that everybody wants to hear, but I, I'm thinking that this is what's going to happen. So I'm pretty sure that the Zelda games are coming out separately, right? Like Wind Waker mm-hmm. and Twilight Princess. I'm, I've been so, I've been hearing through the grapevine that this is a, in case of an emergency, break glass kind of moment here. Because I think Breath of the Wild is actually getting pushed the next holiday. Uh, and that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess will come out. One will come out this fall and one will come out in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, uh, we, and we talked about that. like we, we did, but I've actually been reading more into it. And that seems more and more likely that this is I, what's I happening. Freak. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not too excited about that, but... Um, my point is, is like I think I really think that uh, that will actually probably benefit Nintendo to uh, mm-hmm. not be in Q1 next year. I mean, as as big as Zelda is, right? Like there, I next next sp- spring is just oh boy. Uh, so I I I will say Zelda wise, I could see Zelda drop Zelda. Uh, breath to dropping in the fall. That should, to me personally, that just feels right because most Zelda games do come in the fall, around September, October, in a sense. Or even, even I think November was is part of it too. I know Hyrule Warrior, but I wondered, man, the Twilight do November or October? Is what? The Twilight Princess when it originally came out. What's it came out in November for Wii and December for GameCube. GameCube, okay. So yeah, so around that era, that era, uh, not, not that era, around that those months, I could see that happening. Because I know with Breath of the Wild one, you know they were working on Wii U, and then they had a short amount the time to get the switch fresh and done too so they was working double double time and i think the delays of it was part of the reason for them to get it on switch 
Excuse me. So now, definitely, the, when we talked about Monitor Soft, Resina Blade Chronicles 3, what does that lead to Breath, Breath 2? Um, with the delays that they need to more time to get this game up and put and polish, because I think the Xenoblade, I think the Xenoblade team, after they did at Xenoblade Chronicles three got finished or was gone go, they they slowly started moving back to the Breath team to finish that game, because I because they had to wrap up production for something, and I think it's because of the delays and the like development in Japan at the t- at that time was still that people were still working at home not many people were at actual Nintendo I think now a lot of people have gone back to the company to work on the game which makes them kind of be like okay we got to add and clean up and fix stuff and make sure it's good to go so I could actually see Twilight I think what, what did we say? Twilight Princess dropping first and then Wind Waker? Or I mean, first? I think Wind Waker would do better in the spring because I think it's the game more people want. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think Twilight Princess is often looked at as the black sheep of the Zelda fran- of the 3D Zelda games. I think a lot of people just don't care for it, which is a shame because it's a, it's a really great game. Uh, so... I don't know. Uh, I think Twilight Princess would actually do better this fall because there's n- literally nothing else coming out for any other console. You know, I know it's competing with other yeah. Switch games, but like Zelda is gonna is going to outsell anything else that comes out besides Pokemon, right? So, um, yeah, Twilight Princess I think should be first. Uh, Wind Waker in the spring, and then Breath of the Wild two in the fall, because. I think there's going to be a new Switch model next year. And I think they want to do the Metroid Dread thing and launch Breath of the Wild next to a new Switch model. So, pass. So, not a light, not a new light edition. Not like light OLED. No, it's, like going to be, it's going to be the beefier version that everybody thought the OLED version was going to be. And Breath of the Wild is going to run on your switch on your current switch at 30 frames a second and look great and whatever. But on the new version, it's going to have a higher frame rate. It's going to have better draw distance. It's going to on your TV. I think it's going to be a little bit sharper, a little bit cleaner, higher resolution, maybe 1440 P maybe 1080 P because well, Breath of the Wild one th- only hit 900 P. Do, th- do you think it's going to be some new chips in there? Yeah. In the I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be the equivalent of a new 3DS, I think, to the 3DS. I think it's going to have a little bit more processing power. I think it's going to have more internal storage. I think I think there's going to be uh, – I think e- maybe even the dock might have some power in it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – I think it's time. I think Nintendo really wants to keep the Switch going. And you know the Switch Lite's still gonna exist. I think the old, I think they're gonna phase out the the normal. The normal one. Yeah, I, I think, think. I think was what? Oh, I was just saying. I think once the chips 
uh, the chip shortage is over with because I don't think they're having. I mean, they, they said they're having a little bit problems where a little bit is rolling out slow. I mean, the thing that, the thing with Nintendo's chips though is like they're so like there's the technology in the Switch is so old that nobody else is using them, so that's why Nintendo's yeah. getting them easily and they're getting them dirt cheap. You know? Yeah, because I know they've been looking into some new chips to customize. Well, and they, it's. And, it's the it's the Nvidia stuff, right? And then it's yeah. it's the the new Tegra chips, I think. Well, like the ones that are out now. Yes. Um, which is usually made for used for tablets and stuff, but because I because I really think that, I, and I know we talked about this. I'm just like, man, I N- Nintendo needs to pre- prepare for Unreal Five. You know, I, I, I don't think, know why you. I don't know why you're so obsessed with the, Unreal Five, dude. Nobody. I, think, <laughs> I just I that has it, nothing to do with it. It's scalable. It, the Unreal Five is Unreal Five is already running on the current Switch model. Yeah, it's already running think, on it. Fortnite, Fortnite runs on it. But I uh, think people are going to expect that if this system is beefier, anything that's running like Unreal Five, like other. Other engines from other games should be on it. So now we shouldn't have a problem getting like a a re-release of Control. It shouldn't be cloud a cloud version. We shouldn't get a well. I will say Kingdom Hearts, but that's Square wouldn't do that. I think a lot of games that's been on cloud should now be able to run on Switch with a physical digital physical or digital version because the engines now can run on the system. There's no way that if if this, if Switch the new Switch or Switch Pro or Switch Elite or whatever we want to call it, if it is beefier to have these engines, it should be able to run games a little bit better for some sense. Now, I, I, I think I would definitely put my money down on getting a Switch Elite uh, for. Breath of the Wild 2. You know, I mean, I would well, still have yeah. my OLED. I still would have my OLED. But if I could see the difference in it and everything, and if this more power really helps that game run uh, and makes it look better, oh, yes. It's, it, it's a, like you said, a Metroid uh, thing. Um, I might have to go to Wisconsin again <laughs> to get it. But I would be down for that now. Now, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that I. Um, I just I just think like N- Nintendo really wants to extend the Switch's lifespan. Yeah, they really do, and I think like with Breath of the Wild two, and Metroid Prime four, and whatever Monolith's next project is, and you know, there's so many different games that could like utilize the technology in in a new console. Like even if it's like. It doesn't. I'm not asking for a PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X level update. We're never going to have oh. that for Nintendo. But like, what I am asking for is just like, I just want my Nintendo games to run smoothly. I want I want it to be powerful enough to have the third party support that we are that we've expected now. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, if you're going to have Overwatch and Diablo Four on this on this thing, or you know, uh, um. What, what Harry Potter, like the Harry Potter game, come out on this yeah. thing, or you know whatever Ubisoft wants to put out. Like you're gonna have to have a little bit more power. You're going to have to to keep them around. 
I mean, you could always make the. And, and I mean, you could always make the deals and, and, to have them make games for you, right? Like you could always do that, right? right? Like Mario Rabbids and Starlink and uh, that kind of thing. But like, and you you need to have the power to keep Bethesda around, to keep Microsoft coming back and saying, "Hey, we want to put stuff here," or you know, I I just think you need it. And I, and I think you definitely like panic button. Panic button right now is super important to Nintendo I, when it comes to supporting games. I, and I think with more power, they can help companies bring their games over if they decide to if they decide to go that way or anything. Because like, and I think we go back to panic button a lot is because they they're just talented they're they they have been able to really figure out the switch in any puzzle that they can't think of they find a solution to get a game to run on switch they figure out the solution oh we could do this and do that and uh yeah some stuff might take a graphical hit here and there but i think switch owners are used to that but with a powerful switch I I think Panda Bunner would be like, yeah, we could really bring these games over with no problem. We we'll learn the system, make your game, and I think that solves the discussion that we had about Nintendo games getting delayed months after the initial release. Right. You know, if if the if the power, I, and I agree with you, if the power is there, there should be no excuse why a Switch version. Uh, should be delayed over the other two other two versions. I think if, if the power is there, they should be able to get all three versions out. Yeah. I mean, my thing, my thing, my thing is too though is like, if if the switch has had a little bit more power, we wouldn't have waited a year for Doom Eternal, right? We would have gotten mm-hmm. it. You know, I mean, maybe not right away, but we could have gotten it probably in three to six months. You know. And that's what's so, I don't want to say upsetting, but that's what's so, like, just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think, I, I think it's it's all, going to that discussion, but we're going to still keep it Zelda-related. I think the thing about it is, is that it's always a thing with Nintendo that they are... They are the last when it comes to being focused on the game, they are the last ones to get the focus. You know, we'll finish and complete the game for the other systems because there's an expectation that we'll sell better. Even though well, PC I won't count. But when it comes to Nintendo, uh we're worrisome. We might do some units and not. With I think with Switch, it's still that expectancy, but it's kind of lessened. Like even when when Bethesda was putting stuff on Switch, like Bethesda was shocked to see how Doom 2016 was doing on Switch. Like, and we and we talked about that, you know, them selling a million units and seeing to be like, oh, you know, even Skyrim doing well on Switch and everything. It was just like that was a shock, you know, just seeing, just seeing that doubts that they had for that when it first began has kind of been overcame like you there's no way that you could doubt because you're seeing a lot of success for it with a a, a switch elite 
there should be no concerns, no worries. If they're showing Breath of the, Breath of the Wild 2 is used as the example to show off what this new system is doing or this new iteration of Switch is doing, there should be no doubt that your game should not be on that console or anything. Mm-hmm. There should be definitely with EA. There should be no doubt if this of Breath of the Wild two is draw dropping amazing, and even if we put Twilight Princess and uh, Wind Waker and it get upgraded on Elite, that sh- you should not be like, oh, they really brought the power. There should be no way that you still not putting games on it. Mass Effect Legacy should not be. Just waiting for a uh, powerful system for Nintendo. If Switch Elite could do it, that thing needs to be on it. Yeah, I mean the thing. The thing too is is like, I'm really like I'm really happy for like a lot of the um, a lot of the games that come to Switch and stuff, right? And I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy for the games that do come over, but like, man, I'm I'm kind of tired of the switch being the console that's like oh it's got great xbox 360 ports right like of saints row 3 when you know the new like the new saints row just came out i mean i don't i don't know if that's a great example or not i haven't played the new one but you know i i know you liked it but like i don't well the grand consensus is that it's not a great game but the fact that like we didn't get it on switch at all is kind of like it's kind of like oh man a bummer it's kind of a bummer you know and and mm-hmm. i i know that i i'm complaining about something that like oh you have an xbox series x why don't you just get it there i get it but like i want to take like i want to take my games on the go and what if i want to play a game that i can't play on my switch on the go you know like i know that's like a random problem to have and it's first world problem but like and I, God knows, I have enough Switch games to keep hold me over. But like, you know, I'm I'm in a big Destiny kick right now, you know, and I can't mm-hmm. really play it on the go, and it kind of sucks. It's 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 a business. Of course, it's a business thing, but it I don't understand. I completely don't understand why you have tel- talented developers, engineers, and stuff that can't figure out to get a game on Switch. If Saints Row literally dropped dropped on Switch and it was decent enough, like even if it looked and played like Saints Row the Third or Saints Row the Fourth, I bet you more people will get into that game because the thing about it is going to be like if. If uh, Volition starts seeing stories of Nintendo life, <laughs> like publishing great, great stories about it, and more sales are coming from Switch, that would give you a clue that yeah, more third party needs to come to the system. Make sure that the quality is well and good enough, and people will be more interested in party picking up the product. Nintendo has proven for the last five years about Switch being a great console to play games. I mean, yeah, there's been some problems, there's been some discussions about it, but they've been there's been a great healthy supply of games on that console, which leads to great healthy sales. You know, yes, we're going to buy Twilight Princess and the Wind Waker for the umpteenth time. Why? Because um, only the fourth time, Ed. Come on now. <laughs> that is true. But I, but 
outside of being just a Nintendo first party or anything, people want to enjoy that game on the go. People want to like see if Nintendo does anything different, and people just want to have that connection of forget because maybe in the future we may not never get Twilight Princess or H or Wind Waker ever again unless it's on the surface. Well, the, this know. is the thing too. Is is like, <laughs> I think, I think Nintendo has to be real careful about. Like, I mean, this is what we're talking about too. Now is like backwards compatibility is like a real thing again right like Mm -hmm. and nintendo's always been pretty decent at like last gen being backwards i mean obviously switch is not backwards compatible with wii u but like you know the wii u is backwards compatible with the wii the wii was backwards compatible with the gamecube the ds was backwards compatible with the gba 3ds you know what i mean like you there they have a history of at least supporting the previous platform on the current one Mm -hmm. now i mean you could say that all the best Wii U games are on the Switch, but you still have to, you have to pay $60 for them, which, whatever, fine. The Wii U's a great console. Uh, but where was I going with this? Oh, like, with digital distribution being such a massive part of games now, mm-hmm. Nintendo really has to take into consideration their digital platform again because they've never really had to do this and like okay the 3ds and wii u like they they get a pass because digital distribution wasn't exactly like in accounts and stuff like weren't exactly a real thing yet i mean yes i would argue that xbox did it best early on right where they cut off the original Xbox from their Xbox Live and they basically built Xbox Live 2.0 and that's what everything after the after the original Xbox is running on, right? Uh, and, like, your Microsoft account across the board is like, okay, yeah, so all my Xbox games, all my uh, PC games for Windows are all linked to this one account, right? No matter what platform yes. I'm playing on, these games are linked to this account. And, uh yes. You know, Microsoft has probably done it best. Uh, PlayStation, a little shaky on that ground, but like, you know, starting with the PlayStation 4, everything moving forward, you will be able, theoretically, be able to play on the next PlayStation, you know? And Switch is kind of like in this spot where if they don't do that now, Nintendo's going to, people are going to give Nintendo a really hard time with that. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, if the next console doesn't have a switch cartridge port, people are going to be mad. If it doesn't support your digital library that you've purchased, I mean, shoot, I can't tell you how many switch games I have digitally. Right. Oh yeah. And like, if like that, you're going to tell me that that platform's just dead to me now, you know? And like what scares me and why I started getting physical copies again of games is because what if a Wii U and 3DS situation happens again? You know, like I and granted, I think, I think, and I remember talking about it on Power Block at one point where Nintendo was developing their Nintendo account system, right? And I mm-hmm. think it was, I think it was somewhere in the transition of the Wii U and the Switch, those early episodes. Yeah. Uh, but like. I'm I'm just saying if there if your digital library doesn't carry over and your Nintendo Switch Online stuff does not carry over 
there's going to be a big problem, and that's going to really hurt Nintendo's next console. Japan has to look at the American market and, and, and Europe. They have to really look at the market across all three, their own America and Europe. And you got to realize how the digital space is important to gaming in just general. If you buy something and you want to play it on your next platform, it's the, yes, it is the next version or, uh, I'll say next version of backwards compatibility, but people have invested into your system, into this ecosystem, and into this account system where they have bought games. So, yeah, it may, I can understand, if it takes time to get it figured out for your next platform, take the time that you need, or if you still got that good relationship with Microsoft, talk to them. Get to talking. There's got to be some way that in this industry, in the gaming industry, that even though y'all not trying to compete or anything, there is going to be someone that can help out. Microsoft, yes, I agree with you. Microsoft is probably the best. Why? Because they are not only a hardware company with PC, but they are a software company. They have some of the best engineers when it comes to dish, uh, the digital landscape. So, you guys got to good with them. Figure out how they can help. There's no reason why in this age they can't help Nintendo in a sense. Because they, they, I'm not saying that they're trying to be like, oh, you know, we're helping you to be a better company. No, we know that you guys are part of here's, this. this here, oh, go ahead. Oh, here's my thing. is like Nintendo needs a better online service, and they need a company to come in and help them build it. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you're saying, like someone like Microsoft could go in and help Nintendo build an online infrastructure without affecting the Xbox program. Right. Because that's what Microsoft does. Right. That's part of Microsoft's business is setting up networks for people, setting up yes. account services for people, you know? And I, I think it would and I, I don't know what's going on in Nintendo in terms of account services, right? Like me as, <clears throat> as an, as somebody who tries to look at things optimistically, I'm hoping that they've taken the steps to not make what we're talking about here an issue. And like, this will be just like a wasted episode three, five years from now. <laughs> uh, but if they didn't, the pessimist in me is like, it's Nintendo. They're going to make us buy all these games all over again at some point. Right. They're going to end up on some sort of subscription service or th- th- it's just that people are going to be, people are going to be so mad, man. And I don't want to be here for it. Right. And I, I think that's why if, if they're bringing in young blood or, you know, new business and everything they have to like they have to look at the market is changing in the gaming space yes we well, are i mean i think they they know that though like right i mean that's why they tried mobile games that's why they i mean that's that i i think i actually think the leadership team that Nint- the younger leadership team nintendo has mm-hmm. in place now is actually doing a lot of great things expanding ip into other mediums right like yes i mean i think the mario movie i don't know if it's going to be good or not but like at least they're trying 
the theme park stuff, the toys, you know, I think, I think they're doing some smart things. And I think their younger leadership team is smart enough to, to do that. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I just, with the switch elite or switch pro, I keep calling it elite. I, I don't know. Um, that's gonna it really that really is going to be the test because what if Switch Elite is the update version for the online service and they say hey thanks to Microsoft we've been able to uh, do this because I don't think that's gonna hurt Nintendo if Microsoft you know work with them to get it I mean they're they're helping Sony with I think their cloud Azure or something like Microsoft helped Sega with the Dreamcast. Like we we remember that. Like yes, Microsoft has their own, and they want to kind of stand out in the online service, which is great for Microsoft. That works for them. But if they are if they are willing to help something and not ask for anything in return, maybe some royalties or whatever, how that goes. I don't know Nintendo. You got to think outside of Japan and just be like, well. What we have in Japan is not in America or Europe. So what is going to be universal? And if Microsoft is one of the companies that's universal, then yes, do it. Because what if Breath of the Wild 2 have some online stuff and their online thing is not up to snuff? But if they have something like like Xbox Live or whatever Microsoft wants to bring to Nintendo and that fixes the problem, that's going to give Nintendo a great... That's going to give Nintendo ideas to be like, okay, we really need to work with you guys and see what can you do for our online service and everything. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like I, I kind of feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a big test if a Switch Elite releases for just, for just everything. You know, is it going to... Is it going to be like... This is how it's running, or uh, uh, how games could run on the system using these kind of graphics. Um, this is the online feature with our netcode and stuff. And thanks to Microsoft, they have came in and helped us upgrade our online service, you know, to deliver uh, quality experience. Like that's going to be big because I think. Once Microsoft starts doing stuff with Nintendo, that's going to catch a whole <laughs> bunch of eyes of third party getting in. And if you if you are not caught by that, that's going to give some good concerns to gamers to be like, okay, they with one of the best online services with Microsoft. Why you don't have your stuff on here by that time? Because mm-hmm. they if they've been proven, if they prove all of that stuff just because of Breath of the Wild too. We should be seeing future games from you third parties on this Nintendo Nintendo console, and they could update they could update the stuff for OLED too, or even light or whatever. Like, there's so many opportunities from Breath of the Wild to outside of the game itself that could happen on the Nintendo console. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if I'm if I sound fired up because I'm excited about this. Of this possibility yeah i mean again there's like a lot to we could potentially be excited about but there's also a lot of concern you know like yeah. i'm we're six years into this console 
right? And it's built on, like, it's barely, <clears throat> barely as powerful as, like, a base Xbox One, maybe, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, I have, a, I do have a lot of concerns. I, I'm concerned, because, like, in three years, we might have a new console, you know? And I just don't want a Wii U situation again, where, like, we don't have any third-party support. We have great first-party games, but no one buys the console because Nintendo's making us buy all these games again. And they have a bad online system. Like, it's... I feel like we have the same conversation. Like, I feel like we've had it at least twice already. Like, you know, in in the grand scheme of things. And I just don't want to do it again. I think I'm, I'm really concerned about Nintendo's future. I love what they're doing now. I'm concerned about the future. And, I mean, let's hope that they, you know, let's just hope that they know what they're doing, I guess. Mario, Mario Kart alone, outside of Zelda, is a, would be another test. So Because, like, I'll be like, you guys can't bring Mario Kart 8 to this next console. Like, no, it's got to be a new. It's got to be a new Mario Kart. It, Look, I get it. I get it. The last Mario Kart Eight is amazing, and they made one of the best console or best best <laughs> Mario Karts of all time. It's it is mm-hmm. the best Mario Kart in my opinion. Um, you know, but and the DLC and stuff that's great, but they need what they need. What they need to do with Mario Kart, and people are going to hate me for this, they need a Fortnite model for this. It needs to be free mm. to play. They need a battle pass with cool things in the battle pass. And then they need event skins, right? That's the way you go with Mario Kart from a business perspective. And I know people are going to just roll their eyes at that or you know, scream at the TV or whatever, unsubscribe. I don't care. That's what Nintendo needs to do for Mario Kart. Free to play forever, right? And add characters through battle passes, you know, get some third-party characters in there, like get Pac-Man in there, get... Get that BMW. <laughs> do a do a uh, Sonic Racing crossover event. Dude, get don't Sonic. you know how much people would invest get, in that? Get, like, do it like... Once Microsoft buys Activision, do a Crash Team Racing crossover event. You know, get mm-hmm. you know, get Banjo in there. I don't care what you do. I, I do. I will actually pay additional money for Nintendo Switch Online, even if they gave all of that free. I mean, but if, I think if you're, I mean, you're going to need Nintendo Switch Online regardless to play this, yes. right? But like, if you're an expansion pass or expansion pack subscriber. Maybe you get some bonus stuff like bonus cost, like costumes. Like every couple months, you get a, co- a couple costumes for w- subscribing to Expansion Pack, or you know, like when they could they could do it like Smash too, where like if a new game is coming out, do an event around that game. Like if there's a Metroid, like a me- new Metroid game coming out, uh huh. Do a do a Metroid season pass right where you know Samus is part of the battle pass. And maybe you do like Samus up skin upgrades through the battle pass, right? Like and, and maybe you start you, you start with like the 
<clears throat> like in dread you start with the blue suit and then you move up to like the white and orange suit and then you keep moving up and up and up and, and to, then like if you complete the battle pass you get zero suit samus and the crazy thing about it about that Corey, is nintendo makes all of that reasonable with this prices like like a 30 dollar battle pass or or a 20 dollar battle pass for four months or something that you're getting content people will pay that I, you know, I know. Like, I'm like just just going back to Mario Kart 8 when they did the DLC for like thirteen dollars, dude. People was like, oh, I mean, look, I mean this this chunk of Mario Kart 8 DLC is is twenty five bucks for forty eight tracks. Now that's granted, insane. I haven't really been blown away by a lot of uh of the tracks. I think there's like two that are great, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I I think $25 for 48 tracks is pretty amazing in yeah. terms of pricing, you know. They could have they could have charged $40 for that and that people would have paid it, you know. Dude, the pricing would just be amazing. Like I would I would literally be like, okay, where is the digital I mean, well, maybe a digital bundle, but of course I would definitely want a physical. I'll be like, where is, what is the price that I need to pay? If, if this is a regular $60 thing that I'm getting, then I would pay $60 for two years of a battle pass. Or heck, do what Destiny is doing. Mm-hmm. In, in a sense, like, yes, you are paying more money, but you know, I would pay forty dollars for like here's a whole year's worth of content if you pay forty dollars. These are the four seasons, blah blah blah. These are the characters. These are the events. In fact, because if you pay early with forty dollars or you know for it, you get this event or something early or whatever or this demo early. If you are an NSO member, if you buy this pack as an NSO member, let's just say or something, you get double coin. For mm-hmm. just buying the battle pass, so instead of getting eighty, you actually get hundred and sixty or hundred and twenty or some like ten ten percent bonus or something like yeah. Nintendo was good at rewarding stuff, mm-hmm. and everything. yeah. So I mean, I man, I think I think there's a lot of good things you could do. I think there's a lot of interesting things you could do monetizing right and like. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with the next Smash either, but you could totally do something like that with Smash as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I just, I think, I think Nintendo's in a really interesting and weird position, and they are in perfect position to capitalize on this perfectly weird position. Will they? I don't know. It track record say they. They they don't really capitalize on things, but uh, it's a new leadership team. It's a new regime, right? Like mm-hmm. Reg- yeah, Reggie's been gone. Owada's been gone. You know, I feel like uh, Anuma and um, Miyamoto yeah, but... are kind of like legacy employees at this point, right? I I think Nintendo's in a great position to to move forward. Uh, don't get me wrong. I I love everything that Miyamoto and Anuma and Iwata did for the company and Reggie. Right? Like, I just I feel like I feel like at this point, like the legacy 
the the legacy personnel are finally not holding Nintendo back, yeah. and we're gonna start seeing that soon. Because like, that- don't forget, like the Switch, as amazing as it is, Zawada's idea, you know, and you, I mean, you're seeing it. You're seeing his legacy through this console, and it's awesome. Yeah, I, but I want to see what Nintendo leadership can do now. Yeah, uh, the the next console is going to prove it. Um, I think Breath of the Wild two with a Nintendo Elite. <laughs> I keep like I said, I keep saying it, but like if you really going to give it that good insight, like really make it powerful. Hey, do it. Even though Microsoft kind of owns Elite, so <laughs> and PlayStation owns Pro. Nintendo probably do something like a DX or whatever, or a new Nintendo Switch. No, They'll please don't do, do that. Please don't. <laughs> Nintendo, I'm begging you. Please don't use new Nintendo Switch. Please. Uh, so, or or Switch XL or whatever they decide to do. Um, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to do it. Because, man, like, Nintendo could fall back for 23. They, yes, they could do Wind Waker, Metroid Prime, Mario, whatever, uh, in Breath of the Wild, like they don't really personally, they really don't have to worry about spring in the sense. Yes, bring out Wind Waker. If you want to bring up one game in the support, do it because Microsoft is suddenly got too much work that they need to start producing and get out. So let them be the focus on the wild and y'all just fall back and work on whatever because trust me. That uh, a Switch Elite that's Zelda Limited Edition, people are gonna go for with Breath of the Wild 2, whether it's digital or physical, people are gonna go for. Mm-hmm. And if they got a lot going on for it, heck yeah. Or even if you want to do Mario Kart 9 for it, like I, I, I feel like Switch Elite could lead into a strong lineup like they did 2017. We're releasing it. Just, just a strong lineup going from this is the new Switch version. These are all the games that's followed. It's also backwards compatible with your digital uh, and your physical games. In fact, if you play it on it, your games kind of up or get updated. It'll recognize it, bam, do the update, and it's playing better than what you normally... Because trust me, Digital Foundry is going to go bananas on this, and everybody's going to be watching it. Yeah, um, but you know, I think I think a lot of people are excited for the future of Nintendo because they have mm-hmm. the most to gain. You know, yeah. Even though yeah. I mean, even though the Switch has been successful, they have the most to gain out of every everybody. Yep. Now, just give me my Twilight Princess and yeah, and my Wind Waker, because because hmm. I will. I'm, I'm glad that's what we talked about tonight. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you do bring up an interesting, like, theory, Corey, with, with Breath of the Wild 2 here in the fall and a new new system version, I should say, accompanying it. Like, that's, I, I could see it now because, like you said, it opens up a lot of possibilities if they're going to upgrade it. Yes, I talked about Unreal 5, but I'm like, if they're going to future-proof this system before they really bring out their next console... Nintendo is in a place where they could do it, you know, because you already going to have people to be like, well, I just brought my OLED. Well, I'm still going to upgrade. 
Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And like of the old Nintendo Switch phase out, phase it out. Yeah, I mean that's that's the step, right? Is like you phase out the old one, mm-hmm. drop the price of the OLED to three hundred, and put the new one out at three fifty. Yeah, I don't think you can go higher than three fifty for the new one, because I mean Xbox is already selling that Series S for a hundred dollars cheaper than that <laughs> in some cases. I saw an Xbox Series S deal of the day. It was a Series S with, I think, three months of Game Pass Ultimate for $227. That's not bad. No, that's an amazing deal. By the way, I've played more of my Series S the last six months than I have. I don't remember the last time I turned on my Series X. Uh. I mean, I, I again, though, I mean, I play, only play Destiny on my Xbox at this point. <laughs> So, not that that's going to stick, right? But, like, I was looking through Game Pass the other day, and I was forcing myself to download stuff uh, because I I don't use it. I don't use Game Pass. The only game I have downloaded that I have maybe tried (laughs) recently Mm -hmm. was Halo and uh, MLB The Show and NBA 2K22. Because you have EA also, don't uh-huh. you? Yeah, and I also did. I also played Madden for two games, and I deleted it instantly. Madden's not very good again this year, by the way, everybody. I do. I I could be two things I could say about Madden. I didn't know that it came out, and I'm not hearing uh, anyone talk about it. Yeah. Like no, I. I, 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 dude, I didn't even get a chance to see the review scores for Madden. I don't even know where it stands at. Like, I even been on Metacritic to mm-hmm. see what the average score is. I'm like, it's not good. It, I think it's I think it's hovering around like a 78 or something. Which, I mean, isn't bad, but like, I just remember in like 2000, I would say like 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. Madden was like like, even non-football fans were talking about Madden, right? Like, Madden was... It was revolutionary. When Madden was on PS2 and GameCube, like, Madden was revolutionary. Yeah. In yeah. terms of graphics and features and, like, just the way the game played. And, you know, once it jumped from the PS2 generation to the PS3 generation, like, I feel like they were so focused on graphics and animations that they forgot what made the game fun, you know, to the point where like I had an Xbox 360 for years and I still bought Madden on PS2 because it played better and felt better, you know? And, and definitely when they killed NFL 2K because they got the license, like, yeah, but that's not what killed Madden. I mean, I mean, that's not what made Madden bad. I mean, the, the the reason why I bring it up is because I feel like once they got, once they secured the NFL thing, you know, it kind of felt like they started to get lazy um, in a sense. And I agree with well, you, doing they, where the, the focus was going I, on. I wouldn't say lazy because, like, I mean, you look at the typical game light, uh, development span now, right? It's like four to five years now instead of two. Right, remember, like the, in in 
what eight years we got the entire uncharted trilogy and the last of us out of naughty dog and then it was like four or five years between uncharted four and the last of us two you know i'm i'm not you know different types of games but i'm just saying like game development has gotten harder and i think sports developers have the hardest job in all of game development because they have to put mm-hmm. out a new product every night no- like you know they they uh have to get the game out like a month before the season starts they have a live team to update rosters all the time while the other half of the team is already like you know trying to put together the next game and you know you can only do a couple new things here and there because you only have like nine or ten months to work on this thing you know uh so they have a really hard job and i respect them for that i just don't i don't i don't know what happened between like i i just don't know like it doesn't when you move in madden it just doesn't feel good to move it doesn't feel good to like play the ui like the user interface is really complicated it it seems like overly complicated for some reason and it's just i don't know i think i think sports games though are the next games that are going to be the service games you know yeah because and i know a lot of people just like start with just doing updated rosters you could still keep the game and graphics and all of that stuff just update the roster. That's what a lot of people are asking for now. Well, the thing, the thing is, is like, and all of that. The thing is, if you made these games free to play, like you would get more people in, and maybe they would like the game, and then you would make the money on this the ultimate team stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, because like instead of selling ten million copies, and you know, fifteen percent of those players buying the ultimate team stuff, or twenty or whatever the number is. You can get 30 or 40 million people in. And even if the percentage went dipped like 2%, that's, you know, like the percentage of people would dip. But the amount of people buying the, the ultimate team cards or, you know, whatever else you can buy in that game is like incredibly high. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think what Konami is doing with their eFootball game. Yeah, is the way to do it. I just I think they're trying to figure it out and they haven't really executed very well. But mm-hmm. uh, if you're gonna, I mean, I think that's the way you do sports games moving forward. Although NBA 2K and Madden still sell monster numbers, and FIFA still sells monster numbers, and NHL still sells. So like, maybe I'm just an idiot. But hey. anyways. Well, Corey, I think we should wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, that, that was a good discussion. Yeah, and we didn't even really even get to the topic. It was just kind of, <laughs> you know. But I I think with, like I, 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 like I said, I agree with you with a lot of stuff about definitely with Zelda because I, if it happens, man, that's going to be a discussion to have. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's going to be one of those to be like, Corey, you was right. I try to be, you know. Okay. I like to think I'm smart sometimes. You are. So. So. Well, Craig, where can we find you? 
Uh, you can find me at IamCoreyNHD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the Boss Rush Podcast, Pow Block, Standard Definition, Tower Casuals, uh, and various other things here on the Boss Rush Network. Yes, and you guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at that retro code. Catch me in Discord, all the Boss Rush stuff, website, and everything. Just keeping this short uh, on <laughs> this episode. Um, and with that, everybody, we will see you next time on Nintendo Pop, Nintendo Expansion Pass, not Pop Block. It's all the I, same I'm sorry. at this point. <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt like a Pop Block Doc Mode episode, but man, everybody, Chuck. We should just do this t- every episode. <laughs> you know, like Pop Block is like three or four of these conversations, and then Expansion Pass is just one or two of these conversations. <laughs> that is true. Uh, everybody. If by the time you guys see this, if there is a Nintendo Direct and it's not delayed, we're going to try to get something out for you guys. Oh yeah, there'll cause... be a direct recap show for sure. Oh yes, because... I mean if it if it happens on like a Wednesday, I will stay up and record it, and it will not be one of these little twenty minute ones. It'll probably be longer than a normal episode. Yeah, because I guess man, if if. If games that we are not expecting appear, it's going to be one. I know we're going to be looking for the Wind Waker and for the Zelda stuff. Whatever drops from Zelda, we'll definitely be talking. But with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Expansion Pass. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>